Hey folks, it's Cody Stoffer with Playmakers Corner, here to tell you about Code Red Coaching. Competing in athletics means you've lifted the weights, you've watched film, and you've got the passion. Problem is, that's what everyone else in the state has done. Perfect your game by honing in on your mental performance with Code Red Coaching. Whether you are a team or an individual, Code Red Coaching has the tools to create mentally solid habits and set up you or your team for success. Find Code Red Coaching at coderedcoaching.com or call 720-979-1914 to learn more today. That's coderedcoaching.com or 720-979-1914 today. Now back to the show. Howdy y'all and welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Cody Stoffer, And I'm your other co-host, Simon Voyanos, a.k.a. Coach V. And we make a return to our classic series here, Top 5 Seniors by Position Group here. And on today, we are going to be talking about the Top 5 Class of 2023 tight ends here out of Colorado. This was a really intriguing group here. And so before we talk about these players here, as well as honorable mentions a little bit later, the process that we kind of use here is developing 10 categories. We score those categories out of 10 here. Those scores out of 10 being one through three needing improvement should be a priority at best. It's okay, but you know, this, it's not good enough to, to, this could be a reason to be benched or not start. Then four through six is average. Uh, the skills, you know, on a bad day, just below average, but above average at the very best will be okay for the time being, but maybe could be a problem, you know, on the next level, like in college or, you know, heading into next season could be something that's exploited. Now, seven through eight is average to good. This skill, you know, is a tool in their tool bag here. It is utilized very well, or it is something that they've shown promise or upside in. And, you know, it can be a difference maker between them and somebody else comparable to two to three star kind of thing, a low three star that is eight to nine. Good to great. This is like three to four star talent. This is, yeah, this guy does this on a regular basis. We can expect that out of this athlete. We can expect this skill while planning how to use this player and stuff like that. Um, even when it's not pretty, it still works kind of thing. And then nine to 10. This is elite skill-based ability here and something that separates guys not only, you know, within like the state or amongst other positions, but even something amongst the country that is like a pretty solid skill. This is something that you could probably throw them into a situation and they'll be able to do this for you even as a true freshman. Maybe not at the same consistency that they did in high school, but they will produce that, you know, aspect of their game for you here and so the categories that we are doing for tight end if you listen to our top five you know series here we have different categories for every position you'll hear some overlaps amongst certain positions here like you know this tight end list pretty similar to wide receiver in some ways and different in some ways too and you know just kind of evaluated based on the position as well so, you know, speed for a cornerback is different than speed for a tight end, right? Um, but anyways, let's go ahead and jump into these categories here in descending order on our list, but evaluated all at the same time as we watch their film kind of once, 
you know, get an idea for what their game is, maybe jot down a couple of numbers here and some notes. Then we watch through their film a second time, maybe look at some junior year film, or, you know, maybe start with junior year film is what Coach V does, and then moves up to the senior year, see if there's improvements in some areas. And so, you know, we watch this film over and over again, and also watch game film as well um, about these guys to kind of get these lists together for these categories that include route running slash release. Uh, these are kind of clumped together a little bit here. Just can you get off the ball? And what do your routes look like downfield? Obviously, a little bit different expectations for tight ends compared to wide receivers. Blocking. This is a huge one for tight ends here, especially because they are asked to, you know, put their hand in the dirt a decent amount of time or, you know, be really good blockers out in space for spread concepts on screens and whatnot. Speed here. Sp speed is speed. Hands slash ball skills. Not only how sticky are their hands, but how well can they adjust to the ball and you know position their body in such a way agility slash footwork pretty straightforward there field vision you know not only can they find pockets in the defense while running routes but what do they do once they have the ball in their hands here and you know as far as maneuvering the field how nice does that look strength that's yeah strength is strength route tree slash versatility here this can look like a couple of different things obviously the route trees the biggest thing that we probably look for here like do they just run hitches and goes or you know are they running chair routes are they running hitch and goes are they running whips or what do their ins look like here are they running spot routes like what's the versatility there and then also you know with tight ends this is kind of a special position here especially in the modern era of football where you know does this tight end split out wide or do they have their hand in the dirt? Are they more of an H-back? Do they get handoffs? What else do they do for this team here? And then verticality slash contested catch. You know, tight ends, they're supposed to be, you know, a huge mismatch. Because do you put a linebacker on them? Do you put a cornerback? Do you put a safety on them? And how do they exploit those? And so verticality slash contested catch is a really easy spot to kind of see, you know, tight ends just bully cornerbacks and whatnot. And then balance slash body control. This is kind of an overall skill trait that you will see sprinkled in through a handful of these other categories. But all in all, are they are they an athlete and, you know, do they use leverage properly both in blocking and in the receiving game here? Coach V, did I miss anything before I introduce our first entry here? Nope. Uh, I think that sounds all... Good and well. Let's just go ahead and get into it. So go ahead and introduce our number five tight end here in the class of 2023. Yeah, our number five tight end here is actually going to be the only entry from the 4A classification here. He had a very solid season out of Grand Junction Central here. I'm talking about the six foot four, 225 pound tight end Cash Walker here, who, I mean, he is a playmaker here who can catch the ball in traffic and he has solid speed as well. And so while we do this, you know, we kind of talk about strengths or like the highlights of the categories. And then we kind of talk about some areas of improvement amongst the categories here. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about his strengths. His biggest strength is definitely his hands slash ball skills. In my opinion, he does a great job adjusting to the football 
constantly, you know, whether it's back shoulder, whether it's over the shoulder, whether it's coming back to the football to make a catch on an underthrow, or it's just that kind of route. He does a really good job of adjusting to all those things here. And so I have that at at least an 8.2 here. Um, and, you know, his hand slash ball skills, I think, translates very nicely into his verticality slash contested catch. He gets to show his hands and ball skills well in his verticality slash contested catch. But, you know, the difference here, not only can he adjust the, to the ball, but he's like, he's strong too when going for the football and cornerbacks are just too small. And he consistently shows too small like I wouldn't be surprised if his number one celebration was holding his hand only a foot above the ground because he just bullies cornerbacks as far as you know when that football is in the air it is definitely his and even if his hand is being held you know he only needs one hand to make that catch or even if you know they try and jam him up he just you know eventually finds his way to where he needs to be on the field and then the third category I have here there's a couple of categories that could be here but I have his speed at a 7.7 I think that he's you know pretty solidly fast um and I think that kind of makes sense uh considering you know the positions that they put him in they have him split out wide quite a bit here but also he shows some speed on those drag routes you know safeties end up trailing him a little bit and I think that all three of those are pretty solid here coach V what do you have to say about Cash Walker's strength and Cash Walker the football player yeah, so, um, well, here, hold up. I thought we were going <laughs> to, my bad. I thought we were going to just talk about strengths and weaknesses at the same time and then just go. I need to catch my breath. Okay, sounds good. Well, we'll just talk about strengths then uh, and go from there. But with Cash Walker here, uh, I'd agree. I mean, you had two, I think you had uh, his hands and ball skills. That was his highest rating for me. That's the same thing. Uh, along with route tree versatility and, ver uh, well, for me, verticality and contested catch here. Uh, hands and ball skills was an 8.5. Add his route tree and versatility at an 8.2. They'll put him at multiple spots. Line him up at traditional tight end, slot receiver, even outside as well. I think when they line him outside, though, it's so that he could just draw a one-on-one -on -one matchup, uh, which is where, you know, uh, his uh, catching and uh, contested catch and verticality, excuse me, comes in here. Because honestly, if it's one-on-one, -on -one, he's going to body a corner and, like you said, just bully smaller players. You know, and so that's definitely a good job on Grand Junction Central's part to move him around, you know, get him favorable matchups. And, you know, he makes the most out of a lot of those favorable matchups. He finishes plays, you know, and so you love to see that. Uh, obviously, those ratings, I think he's around a three star, four star when it comes to that. And so a lot of good things there, you know, um, I mean, yeah, I think those are definitely his strengths there. He's a pretty solid pass catcher. Also, at 6'4", 225, you know, throws around his weight and height really well, which you, I think you have to see on this level, on the high school level. You know, if you're a bigger dude, like, you gotta dominate these guys, and so I think that's definitely the bare minimum. Does he do that as good as some other guys on this list? Uh, no. 
you know, obviously not, not, not all of the guys, at least on this list, but he does do it better than a lot of other players that we have looked at and evaluated, which I think matters, you know, I think on the next level, that'll translate really well, so, uh, yeah, there you go, Cody, do you mind if I just talk about all my grades here, and just talk, uh, some weaknesses as well, uh, areas of improvement? Yes, please do. All right, well, let's just go uh, and do that. So uh, his lowest ratings for me was a 6.5 and a 7. Uh, I gave him a 6.5 for blocking here, and then I gave him three sevens for footwork agility, strength, and balanced body control. Let me start with the blocking here. Uh, it's not that he's not a willing blocker. He's really willing. You know, he'll get out there. He'll block. Is it always the cleanest? yeah you know it's fine you know which means it's not always the cleanest you know but he is willing to get in there and you know be physical but i think this is still something he could continue to work on here just uh, working on the skill of blocking getting a leverage and all of that great stuff and then you know once you get your hands on somebody you know having fast enough hands to readjust so that it's not like a uh, you know, it's not a hold when you're holding somebody and they're trying to uh, get out of your grasp and, and whatnot. And so, you know, he could definitely improve as a blocker. And I'm just saying that from a skill aspect. But let me talk about his strength, too, which I gave him a seven on. Uh, he could probably get a little bit stronger. I mean, at 225, uh, he's not like light at all. But I think if he was to get to 240, 250, then I think we could really see his blocking uh, take it up a notch, you know, because I think another thing that kind of hurts his blocking is that he's just not the strongest. I want to say, like, he's not going to, like, consistently manhandle defensive linemen which is what i'm looking for most of the time uh, when i'm looking at blocking like can you manhandle somebody and who are you manhandling as well matters and so i think strength and blocking goes hand in hand if strength improves then blocking will definitely improve as well uh and i mean you know we've said he does bully smaller players that's fine they're smaller uh but he could still continue and improve on that because on the next level yes there will be smaller players but just because you're 5 10 6 foot doesn't necessarily means that you're going to be naturally weaker than someone who is taller than you or weighs more than you there's going to be guys that naturally get good leverage and are just naturally strong you know for uh, their height and weight and so i think he just really needs to improve on that now let me talk balance and body control and footwork and agility i think both of those uh, go hand in hand um i mean it's fine i mean i gave him a seven that's like above average i think he could still be improved with his balance and body control uh i probably see more as a blocker you know he doesn't he doesn't get lower than the other guy you see that kind of a bit you know, and then even when he's trying to, like, you know, break some tackles and whatnot, he runs a little upright, too. So that could definitely be improved. Um, not that that's something that's impossible to improve on or will take a long time to improve on. But I just think that, you know, it will do him a lot of good to get in the habit of just being lower than the guy, you know, you're going up against, whether it's as a blocker or, you know, whether it's a defender that you're trying to run over. You know, and so I think that could go hand in hand there. Uh, footwork and agility, I mean, 
he, he's a little clunky, just a little bit here. I think his uh, footwork could be a little bit faster, a little bit more precise. Uh, when it comes to route running, I think uh, you see that a lot. You know, it's a little sloppy there, you know, a little slow. And so he could get faster. I mean, his route running isn't rated super high. It's his next lowest grade for me at a 7.4. And so I feel like those go hand in hand as well. So definitely some things to work on. Is it the worst? No, I think it's definitely good enough for him to be a next level guy, you know, but you know, it, it could use some improvement. Now, let me just go down the line and talk about all my grades real quick since I talked about my best ones uh, for Cash Walker here and then my lowest grades. But uh, let me just go down the line once more to review that and then I'll throw it to Cody. But route running release, I gave him a 7.4. Blocking a 6.5. Like I said, that's his lowest rating. Speed, a 7.8. I mean, he's not going to burn anybody, but he's definitely faster than a lot of linebackers. So there you go. Uh, hand, slash, uh, hand slash ball skills, 8.5. Footwork agility, 7. Field vision, 8. Uh, sees the field relatively well, I think, at least at the level of, of a 3-star tight end. Strength is a 7. Verticality slash um, contested catch is an 8.2. And then balance and body control is a seven my total grade here for uh cash walker is actually a 75.6 uh cody do you want to talk about the rest of your grades here yes and and thanks for letting me adjust here i just of course right before we uh record ran into a little bit of a cough here so let's go but anyways when looking at cash walker you know do want to echo some things that Simon has here. Obviously, his blocking isn't the best here. Um, I have it rated at a 6.7. It's not his lowest category here. His lowest category for me, honestly, was his balance slash body control. I have that at a 6.1 just because, you know, when he's running his route, he can be pushed off by linebackers off of his route a little bit here. And, you know... I look at that and think, hey, you should probably have a stronger core here and just like understand leverage a little bit better and you won't be pushed around like that is kind of what I'm seeing here uh, when when looking at that too. And like Coach V said, there's going to be guys that are a lot bigger on the next level as well than the guys that Cash Walker went against. So that is something that he's going to have to work on here. I also don't think he's super particularly strong. I have a strength at a 6.4 here. Anytime that he does appear strong, I'd say as far as <clears throat> like getting blocks on defenses is usually in aid of a double team, I want to say. Uh, so he just doesn't show overwhelming strength for me. And then, you know, something where Coach V and I differ just a little bit here is in the route tree slash versatility. He is somebody who lines up all over the field, but I just, the routes aren't super creative for me. Um, and he kind of drifts a little bit too, which is reflected in his route running that's at like a 6.9. And, uh, you know, while I, I have that, I'm just going to dive into the rest of these categories here. So blocking 6.7, running slash route release or release slash route running 6.9 i think that he has a couple different releases which kind of helps him out a little bit here he has a couple different ways to beat press but once he's running his routes he drifts he gets pushed off of them 
and I think that that kind of ties into, you know, I think it's more of like a lack of understanding maybe of like spacing on the field or just lack of understanding on how to use your body to really leverage that. And so I think that's more reflected in strength and balance slash body control as well. Uh, as you know, these categories all kind of tie together at some point. For um, agility slash footwork here, uh, you know, Coach V has it out of seven. I have it out of seven and a half. I do think that he does a good job of adjusting to get back on his route. Um, but like like he said too, it, it can be pretty inconsistent at times. So there's that. And then, you know, his field vision, I have it rated at a 6.8. Um, and I think that part of that is just him running into linebackers or, you know, getting bumped off by linebackers a little bit here. And just not being more cognizant of the area that he's running into. But, I mean, all in all here, Coach V and I are pretty close on our analysis of Cash Walker here. I have him graded out a 70.5. So that's like, you know, just just barely, a, uh, like almost a two-star kind of guy. Coach V, pretty solid two-star kind of guy. For an overall score of 73.05 here. Um, and when looking at his Twitter offers, I think that it reflects our score very, very well here. Um, look, he had his very first offer was to Mesa. That makes sense. Mesa is literally, you know, in Grand Junction. So they're in his own backyard. So it's good to see Mesa trying to get arguably the best or at least the most highly touted player in the Grand Junction high school scene, I would say. But he also has an offer from Mount Marty, which is a D3. And he just received as of the 26th of November. So literally yesterday, when we're recording this on the 27th, by the way, he received an offer from Western University as well. Uh, Western is a team that utilizes tight ends pretty well, honestly. And they really like their play action kind of vibes and finding tight ends on those drag routes. But Cash Walker is somebody who offers them versatility to do that while also providing, you know, this Western offense with a jump ball guy potentially in the red zone as well. Coach V, what do you think of his offers currently and how how you think they might play out? Yeah, so I, I think it tracks pretty well. Honestly, I have him as a D2 guy. Uh all in all, honestly. Uh, I mean, just looking at his skills, look at tight end, you got to be able to do multiple things. That includes blocking. Uh, that includes being able to run after the catch and run multiple routes and route concepts, all that stuff. And so uh, he does do, you know, some of those things, but I think it's not at as high a level as some of these other guys. And so I think the D2 level would be really good for him. Um you know, it's still an opportunity to play ball on the next level and ball out and have some of your education paid for. And that's that's not a bad deal at all. Now, if he does go to the D2 level, I don't expect him to, like, you know, play right away at all. Uh, I expect him to at least take two years. One is probably going to be a red shirt and then at least one other year to continue to develop. But, you know, at tight end, 
you know, when you're recruiting guys and evaluating them, you're looking for somebody with some good base skills to work with, and then you could work off of that and continue to develop him. And that's kind of what Cash Walker is here, you know. He has a good frame at 6'4", 225. He has good enough skills uh, all around, and he has a pretty, you know, pretty solid uh, pass-catching skills as well, which really helps him out here. And so considering all of that, I think he is very much a D2 guy. But like I said, somebody who's going to need time to develop and mold into, <clears throat> excuse me, into whatever system uh, he ends up uh, going into and trying to fit into. So, um, yeah, I mean, is that fair to say? I I'm, That's just kind of how I view the kid right now. He's a little raw, but, you know, he does have some very good skills, exceptional skills. I think it's more than fair, honestly. I think that, you know, he he kind of had a little bit of a benefit as far as, you know, you, you watch his film, you watch the games that they played, and there's just not a lot of people that matched up with him physically. And so, you know, in high school, you're going to run into that. Every single one of these players benefits from that on any of our lists, obviously. But, um, you know, Cash will be challenged more on the next level. But, you know, honestly, I really, I, I like the fits here, uh, at least keeping them in Colorado. You know, the Western fits nice. Also, Mesa, you know, they're a team that kind of gets players uh, playing pretty quickly, honestly. Um, so if he wants to play sooner rather than later, stay in his hometown, like, I really think that that'd be a nice fit for Cash Walker and for Mesa as well. Um, the Mount Marty offer is, is cool and all, but he's definitely more than a D3 player, so... Um, that's yeah. kind of where I'm at, but, uh, you know, a red shirt wouldn't kill him either. So no, for sure. I don't think he's an NAIA player or like a Juco player. Really? I mean, if he wants to go to Juco, that's fine. But I think D2 is where he fits in, and I do like that, uh, offer as well. We'll see what happens. I mean, we're recording this, you know, a couple weeks before, uh, this episode will actually come out. So we'll see where all these players end up going. Uh, those who haven't committed yet and whatnot. There's a lot of decisions to be made soon here, but, uh, yeah, absolutely agreed. I don't really have too much more to add on Cody. Uh, do you? No, I think that we're ready to, uh, have you introduce our number four tight end here. Say less. So the number four senior tight end from this class of 2023 here in Colorado is Donnie Carney, the Green Mountain tight end here. It is worth noting he is uh, he does make this list, obviously, and he comes from the lowest classification of uh, where all the players play on and whatnot. He plays on the 3A level. Still, obviously, great talent. You see plenty of uh, players on the 3A level go on and play D1, so it's not like he's getting, you know, guarded by a bunch of schmucks out here. Uh, there's definitely some talent here as well. But let's go ahead and talk about him. By the way, he's 6'4", 230. Uh, at least that's uh, what we have listed here. But let me go ahead and talk about all my grades first, just listing them off. And then, you know, we'll go with the top ones and then the lowest ones. But at route running release, I have him at a 7. At blocking, I gave him an 8.8. .8. At speed, 7.9. Hands, ball skills, 8.4. Uh, footwork, agility, and field vision, gave him a 6 in both those categories. Strength, I gave him a 9.2. 
route tree versatility 7 uh verticality contested catch 8.6 and balanced body control 8.5 his overall grade for me is a 77.4 that's around two points higher than cash walker at least for my grades now let me go ahead and talk about the highest grades here so i gave him a 9.2 for strength and then an 8.6 for verticality contested catch and an 8.8 for blocking so uh, let me talk about this so I think with Donnie Carney, he is a very good blocking tight end. When talking about his archetype and all that, he is a blocking tight end and a very good one. His strength is next level for sure. Gave him a 9.2 there. There's no other tight end on this list, I guess, spoiler alert, that is stronger than him in my opinion. You know, he is somebody who does have a wrestling background. And so, you know, you got to consider that he gets leverage well. And so he's able to manhandle some of these guys uh, better than others. But honestly, for his height and weight here, because he is 6'4", 230. I don't know if I quite believe that. He might be a little bit less, which is fine, you know. But at his size and weight here, he is stronger than some dudes who are both taller than him and heavier than him. And I think... You know, that is definitely worth noting here. He's somebody that uh, I haven't really seen him at all get dominated. And obviously, we've looked through his film. We've seen him play live in a double overtime game against uh, Evergreen here, who, by the way, has a huge defensive end in Russ Woodward, who is like 6'6", 250, 260, who's also going to go D1 uh, at defensive end slash offensive line, potentially. So there you go there. And we got to see him block against him and do his thing. And, you know, honestly, just from what we've seen, what I've seen, you know, I am very confident in his ability to block on the next level and manhandle linebackers, defensive ends, uh, all those guys, and then definitely secondary dudes. You know, and so that is his biggest strength there, his power and his strength at 9.2. And then blocking at an 8.8, .8, he does it as good as anybody uh, that I've seen here for as long as we've done this series here. You know, he does a good job getting leverage. And on top of that, does a good job readjusting as well. You know, um, he doesn't just let his hands kind of drift outside or anything like that if he needs to readjust he will because he does have pretty fast hands and you kind of see that in some of his defensive film because he plus he does play excuse me he does play defensive end so you see some of that hand fighting there so there you go uh the next uh, thing the next thing i do want to talk about is verticality slash contested catch doesn't get a lot of opportunities to catch the ball i'm gonna be honest there but when he is in one-on-one, -on -one, he rarely misses if the ball is thrown accurately, that is. And so he will go up there and he will body somebody and he will make a catch. I mean, he's a physical dude altogether. Uh, at tight end, I mean, he plays it as a physical football player in all aspects of the game. And you see that a lot when he goes up and gets the ball. And so for me, you know, that's something I really like. Uh, definitely a little concerning that he did not get as many opportunities. But if you know what Green Mountain does, they run the football with like five different dudes. So that's just... That's just the system that he's in, and that cut does kind of put him at a disadvantage, but when he does get his opportunities, he definitely makes the most out of it. Now, let me talk about the two lowest grades here. Gave him a six, both in footwork agility and field vision here. Um, well, here's my thing with that. Footwork agility, I mean, not a lot of opportunities 
to get the ball in space and make a lot of moves. But when he does, uh, it could be a little bit better. You know, it could definitely be a little bit better. I think he's a bit more of a straight line runner than somebody who's going to string together a couple of juke moves, spin moves, all that stuff. So there you go there. Uh, as far as field vision go, I mean, not a lot of opportunities to catch the football and run. And so I'm not going to quite hold that to him but you know when he does get some opportunities uh, most of the time he's just kind of spotting up and catching it and that's fine but it makes it hard to go ahead and see what his field vision is like when he's running in space and you know if he could see blocks and uh you know see ahead and see what paths he should be taking when he does have the football in his hand and so because he doesn't get as many of those opportunities i do gotta dock him there but altogether, I think he's a very good blocking tight end. Uh, in the opportunities he does get to catch the football, he's made the most out of it. But, you know, there's always going to be that question mark like, okay, well, how good is he really? You know, if we throw him 100 footballs, how is that going to work? How many is he going to catch? You know, especially in coverage and whatnot, if we throw him the ball 100 times in coverage, how many of those times is he going to come down with the football? I think that's valid. And then on top of that, what is he going to do when he gets the ball in his hands on maybe some of these shorter throws like hitch, slant routes, and can he create after the catch? Definitely big questions, but that is more brought up by the situation that he is in, and so I'm just going to acknowledge that there. But Cody... What do you think about Donnie Carney here? What are your well? Let's let's just talk about your grades first, and then we could discuss uh, what we think about him altogether. Well, Donnie is the first of basically almost every tight end on this list uh, from here on out who does not get used to the full of his capabilities due to scheme. So just stay tuned to hear that over and over again. And, you know, I, I guess I'll start with his areas of improvement and kind of climb up the ladder of his grades here. The lowest grade I have here is his route tree slash versatility. I don't really think that's too much of a surprise with the amount of targets that he gets um, and, you know, where he lines up. I just have it at a five. I think literally his routes are hitch, corner, drag. So... Nothing very crazy there. And, you know, he's, for the most part, a very traditional tight end. Uh, sometimes they split him out, but I think it's mainly to open up, like, just the box for their run game. Just because, you know, he is a threat in one-on-one. -on -one, but it's not one that, honestly, if I'm a defensive coordinator, they there are multiple times in the game that we even watched where it's like, oh, we have him one-on-one, -on -one, and they just didn't throw it. And it's like... Come on, man. Like, okay, if you're not going to do it now when I have like a five foot eight corner on him, you're not going to do it all game. So I wouldn't even really worry about it. But climbing up this ladder here, um, in kind of addition to, you know, the versatility and route tree being not great, the route running slash release isn't the best. Um, he's not like. I mean, you know, he just doesn't run a lot of routes and like his hitch routes don't look the best and his corner routes get kind of rounded like he rounds his routes quite a bit. So I think that those are things to consider. And it's not like he shows a lot of ways to get off the ball. Um, not like he has to with what he's been given, but he doesn't just he just doesn't show a lot there. 
And then in addition with Coach V here, his field vision for me is a 6.2. It's his third lowest category. I think that's something that helps his field vision is, you know, what he's able to see as a plocker is the only reason why it even is able to get past a six. But, you know, with the ball in his hands, he's not you know gonna be running around and weaving and like using his blockers he's just gonna use his shoulder and his legs which is fine uh but you know also just th there is a time and a place and then there is a time and a place where you maybe want to look for the pockets and stuff and he just hasn't really been given the opportunities to show that climbing more up this list here i actually think that my next categories are his speed and agility slash footwork i have both of those at a 7.8 the only reason that his agility slash footwork gets a little bit of a boost here uh, is what he's able to do and like just the way that his feet are used as pistons when blocking and i think that he does a pretty solid job of like sliding his feet and you know i'll talk about his blocking more in a second but he's not like He's not a brick spinning around out there, but it is something that could be improved. Speed-wise, he's very explosive. Honestly, the first time I watched this film and saw him catch a ball, I was like, oh my gosh, he's moving slow. But I think that part of that was just how fast the secondary is. But for a tight end, I think that he has solid enough speed, honestly. He can get downfield. He can get where he needs to be on his routes on time. It's not like the quarterback is ever waiting on him when he is throwing routes. And, you know, when he's going up to the second level speed-wise, as far as a blocker, he consistently gets there in time. And, you know, I think that that's something that's commendable. Further climbing up here, his hand slash ball skills, I have it at 8.1. Honestly, I think that it could be closer to that 8.4 range that Coach V has here, but it's I, I just don't see it enough. But he does have solid hands. He does adjust to the ball really well. He does box out, which is why his verticality slash contested catch is an 8.6. Like, he's very good at using his body as a shield, shielding the ball from the defender, making a play on it, and, you know, just making life pretty miserable, honestly, for anybody who has to defend him in the pass game here. Um, in addition to that, now we're getting into the greens here. We're getting into his top categories, honestly. And here at an 8.9, this is where I start to give him some pretty high grades, honestly. I give him 8.9 in balance slash body control, mainly for just his, his ability to show leverage in both the run and the pass game is splendid. It's very splendid. It's spectacular even. And this ties together very nicely with his IQ and with his strength to make him, in my opinion, on this list. I went back and forth on this quite a bit, but I think he's the best blocking tight end on this list. When you look at the volume, when you look at the different kinds of blocks that he's doing, he's very, very good. Uh, strength at 9.3, blocking at 9.2. He's the strongest tight end I have graded here as well, both in the run and pass game here. You know, he's just a very powerful blocker and he's very smart to identify and pancake the correct guy. He has a ton of pancakes. He finishes his blocks consistently. And part of that is, you know, the balance and body control. He does a good job at getting between him and, or getting between the defender and the ball carrier and giving the ball carrier, you know, kind of a lane or something to cut off of or just continually driving defenders, whether it's defensive ends, whether it's linebackers, corners, safeties. It doesn't matter what position you play. You can be pancaked by Donnie Carney. You are still at risk of being pancaked uh, no matter what position you play here. And, you know, combine that with the fact that even when he's blanketed, he's capable of making tough catches. Um... And, you know, 
he doesn't like i said he doesn't really have the touches to show a variety of releases or a variety of routes or you know to show off run after the catch um but you know these other categories here give me confidence that these can be at aspects or tools in his game the balance slash body control i think that he could be a hard guy to take down same with his strength he is a harder guy to bring down when he is you know when he does get the ball and if you don't get the jump on him as far as trying to tackle him before he has the ball basically you're in for a ride probably especially if you're some cornerback trying to tackle this six foot four 230 pound tank that is just strong from bottom to the top here and yeah overall i have him rated at a 76.9 this is one of coach v's and i's closest grades honestly uh being separated by only half a point with coach v's rating being a 77.4 making donnie's overall grade a 77.15 knocking on that three-star door definitively a two-star and i mean we know he's a d1 guy is the is the thing here uh, according to his offers coach V do you have anything to add before I kind of talk about that stuff or that side of his you know career heading forward I don't have too much to add here I mean like I said like we've been saying he's a physical football player uh, in all aspects of the game and so he's definitely going to set the tone for your program if you do recruit him and get him on your squad which is something that every football coach loves but uh, yeah, I mean, go ahead and talk about his offers real quick. Let's go ahead and react to that. Perfect. So, you know, he's he's had a couple of invites. Uh, we'll, we'll start with that first. You know, he's been out to CSU and CU for junior day, but it feels like they invite everyone there and then don't do anything about it. So take that how you will. Um, he's had an edit from Cornell and New Mexico State wishing him luck, you know, in upcoming games and whatnot. So, you know, a little bit of interest there. Oh, my God. He has a 4.71 GPA. Jeez. Sorry, that caught me off guard. I did not I did not have that in my notes, and I just saw that. Holy. Also, he's going to be great for your team GPA. He can probably help out uh, with that team average. But anyways, uh, the offers that he, do, that he does have currently is from Air Force and University of Northern Colorado our alma mater here coach v he has a 4.71 gpa gosh that's crazy it's very good you love to see that and very good that that's one of the highest we've ever seen on this show good grief definitely one Congrats of the on, highest not the highest carney though. on that but not the highest but pretty dang high yeah. sorry I was, i'm still reeling from that and like geez you look at all these physical tools that he has and you look at this GPA, how does this guy not have more offers? No disrespect to Yunko or Air Force, but it would be a steal, honestly, uh, for Northern Colorado or Air Force to land Donnie Carney here. Yeah, no, it would definitely be a steal, and he should have more offers. Nothing against Northern Colorado, but as we're currently recording this, they don't have a head coach, so there is that. And then Air Force, they are <laughs> under NCAA sanctions as well. So, you know, there's that as well. 
Um, I'm kind of hoping another team offers him between now and when this episode comes out because I do believe he is a next level guy. I think he's firmly an FCS D1 guy. He could maybe play group of five as well, but I think he might need a little bit more development and whatnot, which is fine. I mean, he's going to need development regardless. So there you go. But I think he's definitely a D1 FCS or group of five. Uh, probably I'm leaning closer to an FCS dude and whatnot but the gpa definitely helps and i mean i'm sure there might be some teams out there that might offer him maybe a half scholarship and then the rest uh could come from financial aid and he would still be on the team and whatnot but at least that will give him an opportunity to eventually earn a full ride and i mean half of your school is getting paid for so that's never a bad thing either and that's on the d1 level but i really kind of feel like a team will you know come out and just offer him a full ride because he does bring a lot to the table here there's a lot of potential here and the things he does really well are things that you are sorry uh they're things that you are happy to you know not have to coach you know uh, if you know what i'm saying there there are things that you don't necessarily have to teach or are really hard to teach like being a physical football player being a really good blocker getting leverage consistently and doing well with that and all that great stuff and so he brings a lot to the table you know for a lot of programs we'll see who pulls the trigger here but i'm definitely of the um of the idea that he's a d1 dude who has a lot more offers ahead of him but you know they just gotta take a closer look at his film and whatnot and on top of that you kind of gotta get over the fact that he does play for green mountain who doesn't utilize him as heavy as they probably should in their offense outside of blocking which i feel like might be hurting his recruitment quite a bit here uh just because he doesn't have as many of those opportunities to showcase you know pass catching which you know it might come off as flashy and whatnot but in today's football and whatnot in today's society when it comes to football you gotta be able to pass catch you know you can't just be a blocker because uh, if you are just a blocker then you're just a lineman to a lot of these uh, college coaches and so you got to be versatile here at tight end and i think that is definitely something that might be hurting uh you know his recruitment and uh hurting the idea of for a lot of programs to pull the trigger on him and give him a full ride so there you go but what do you think about that statement there cody i don't think it's unfair at all but you know when you see a guy who's a great blocker that's always great you always have to wonder, though, can he be a good pass catcher or at least a competent pass catcher on the next level? And here's my thoughts on that. Like, dude, if you just make him catch 100 footballs a day, he's going to be a competent pass catcher. Like, you know, I don't we, we've watched the film. There's not question marks about his hands. I don't think I, I think that he needs the reps and, you know, you have somebody like you I feel like the blocking and the leverage like that stuff that you know you have to develop muscle memory to versus he has hands and it's like all right here's what you're gonna do you're gonna run like 20 in routes today and you're just gonna keep repping this and we're gonna get you to where you can run all the because I mean a tight ends route tree doesn't have to be as wide I will say as a wide receivers route tree you know like just get him repping a lot of these tight end routes you know get him some coaching because i don't think they realize how much he rounds his routes um over at green mountain because i mean they just don't throw it enough for that to really matter but 
get him, you know, to understand the benefits of, you know, a speed route versus, you know, actually selling vertical and then breaking and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, with his body control and, you know, understanding of leverage, he's going to be able to run explosive routes. And I mean, part of his game too, and part of the reason that we know he's so explosive is his defensive end film. So I think that the, you know, I think that the ability to run good routes is definitely there. Like, it's not, there, there's a lot of guys where I'm like, uh, I don't know if he can, you know, really sell vertical and then cut on a dime and get that in route, you know, caught and create a lot of separation between him and the defender. Or, uh, I don't know if he's somebody who can, you know, sell, you know, attacking that inside shoulder for the space that he would need on a fade route, even though space is a little bit more irrelevant with how physical he is too, but He's somebody who I really think can sell those little things just because he does have the explosiveness in his hips and that power from his legs, I think, to really develop into at least a solid route runner and, you know, address the easiest part of his film. Like, you can even take his weaknesses, his quote weaknesses from, you know, these things and turn them into strengths very, very easily. And I think that's what makes him such an intriguing prospect. Combine that with the fact that he's the best student on this top five list and you know you have a it sounds like you have a really explosive solid guy uh for your program here so i i think that donny carney would be a huge shot in the arm to a lot of squads and honestly like i don't know why i feel like cu should jump on this like i feel like that he could be a borderline power five guy uh, just because I think that his weaknesses are very addressable uh, personally. So, and then combine that with just the raw ox strength that he has. And, you know, why doesn't CSU take a chance on him? He literally played for the Rams, but what do I know? So, yeah, well, both of those programs feel like they're in flux. So there's that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Regardless, I think he's somebody that should gain more interest and in offers as a uh, you know, some football seasons end and some uh, college coaches are looking to fill out the rest of their recruiting class here. And so uh, I'm sure he's going to land somewhere and uh, do a good job over there and uh, get the best opportunity out there for him because he's he's a great football player for sure here at number four. So, um, yeah, but I don't really have anything else to add. Cody, you could move on. Uh, if you don't have anything else to add here, move on to our number three tight end. Yeah, I got you. Um, let's yeah, let's go ahead and talk about our number three tight end here. This guy is actually already committed to CU as of right now here, and that is Andrew Metzger here out of Regis Jesuit High School here. And, you know, he's actually one of the top-rated uh, players. He's the number eight-ranked player in the state of Colorado right now, according to 24-7 Sports. So, you know, there's that. He's had plenty of interest from a lot of D1s. And why is that? Well, let's go ahead and jump into it. First off, he is just... Uh, he, he's another... He's the second-best blocker on this list, bar none. Uh, there's there's kind of a drop off, I would say, between Metzger and Carney, and then the rest of the guys here. Metzger, I have rated at a nine as a blocker here. His strength, I have rated at an 8.8 .8 here. I think that he's very strong, and you know he goes up against plenty of 
tough competition here. You know, one thing about Regis is, you know, they may not be, you know, winning state, but they do schedule a very tough schedule. And I think that that makes them battle hearted. And it really helps these players too, I think. Just because, you know, it's not like they're going up against like, scrubs really at any point in the year they challenge themselves they play teams like valor they've played arapo ralston valley creek you know what i mean and you know from a player standpoint you get to see metzger here try and stack up against the likes of a blake purchase against a chase brackney and even in his film he has you know he has a solid block against chase brackney here eventually it turns into a double team but he gets where he needs to go against good talent and, you know, I think that that's one thing that bodes so well for him in the blocking and strength category is he has shown the ability to do it against some of the best in the state here. The ability to do it against some of the best in the state, that is. Not saying that he won every single snap because that didn't happen, but, you know, he did show flashes to be able to compete with other three-star guys here. And so, you know, that's encouraging from a scouting perspective. It's like, okay, you know, this is where this player's going, and I know that my guy can do something against him as of right now, even before we get to develop him, right? So, you know, that's that's pretty fantastic for him. And, you know, looking at the composite score, it looks like he's the 63rd ranked tight end in the country, which is pretty neat. Um, so you have that going for him. And part of that, not only from his blocking capabilities, but his hand slash ball skills gosh bro oh he's so underutilized it's insane to me but anyways you know Metzger here something that makes him so special is I mean really his hands are super sticky and it is something that he improved drastically in I would say from his junior to senior year you know junior year maybe had a bobble here or there but this year the ball hit his hands and it just stuck like his hand strength improved so so much from last year to this year and, you know, he's somebody who, when blocking, when getting the football, he drives his feet very, very well here. And so I think that, you know, those three categories alone makes him such a strong prospect here. But then, you know, you account into his field vision here. I think that he reads the field pretty well. He makes holes in the defense for himself here and, you know, has created opportunities and looks for his quarterback over these past couple years as far as finding the gaps in the zone and that's against more complicated defenses once again you know I'm talking about defenses that include Cherry Creek that is such a well-coached defense you know he did find success um or you know he at least repped I should say against the likes of Pine Creek he has repped against a lot of really good secondaries this year and I think that that's something that has made him so you know once again pop off the film so much in that way but continuing on here field vision pretty solid here speed he's pretty fast you know he's not the fastest guy i have him rated at a 7.7 here 7.7 that is he's not like a he's not the best like 0 to 60 kind of speed guy he doesn't take off you know as fast as maybe you would hope from some of these faster tight ends or at least the tight ends that are in front of him but you know he has solid enough speed to to run the majority of the routes that you need from him and you know that that counts for something here and you know it makes him a, a red zone threat being able to find these pockets in the defense and being able to win some of those foot races not a lot of them but win some of those races to the pylon here additionally his route running slash release i have rated at a 7.3 he you know 
he does a good job running his routes. I think that his release could use a little bit of work, a little bit of variety. It could be spiced up a little bit here. And, you know, it could come off maybe just slow off the line. But, you know, I still think that he's a solid enough football player here. Then we start to look at some of his lower categories here. The biggest one that jumps out to me is his route tree slash versatility. I have it a six. Luckily, his versatility does a lot for him here. He plays H-back. He, some, he sometimes splits out wide. And, you know, he puts his hand in the dirt in a traditional, quote, traditional tight end spot here. He even sometimes lines up at fullback. But lining up everywhere can only do so much for your versatility rating. His route tree is really limited. And... I just not very reflective of the things that he does well as a football player here. And kind of jumping into that too, you know, his verticality slash contested catch, I can only give a seven because he's just not put in, I think that he has the potential to, but how are you supposed to be good at something that you just don't really get a chance to rep all that much? So, you know, I'm not saying it's one of his worst categories because I think that it should be higher. But you just, he hasn't been put in the situations to rep that maybe against, you know, like, gosh, if we saw like uh, an at least attempted fade route against like Creek and he was able to win for like a first down or something, or, you know, he has to go up and make a catch against like one of their corners or one of their safeties and he's able to come down for it. Like, I think he has the ability to make those plays potentially. But honestly, it's a little bit of a question mark because they just don't utilize him that way. So his verticality slash contested catch sits at a seven. Balance slash body control. I think that it's pretty solid. I have it at a seven. It's one of his lower rated categories here. But <clears throat> I think that's mainly from not... It's, it's not from a blocking standpoint. It's just more from being able to turn and get upfield here, which is reflected in his agility slash footwork here. Also at a seven. I mean, there are some plays on his film where he can get upfield here. I really like his footwork as far as, you know, once he gets out of his stance, his feet do a really good job of staying inside and beating the ground like a drum here. And, you know, he, he, does, he does a lot of things really, really well here. But the opportunities just don't look great his stance you know for footwork wise when he's you know has his hand in the dirt is really wide and wonky he's not going to really juke anyone out um but you know still oh all in all like basically seven and above in everything except for route tree versatility which i don't really think is his fault uh coach v we obviously talked a lot about this when evaluating andrew as a pass catcher here but you want to go ahead and talk about your grades and maybe some of your frustrations uh, that we ran into while watching his film. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Uh, starting at the top here, I gave him an 8.4 for route running slash release, 9 for blocking, 7.8 for speed, 9.3 for hand slash ball skills, a 6 in footwork agility, field vision is an 8, strength is an 8.3 for me, route tree versatility is a 6. Verticality, contested catch, uh, we differ a little bit here. I gave him a 9.2. I'll explain here in a minute. And then balanced body control is an 8. His overall grade for me is an 80 flat. So I definitely think he's a 3-star type of guy here. Uh, let me talk about the things he does really well here, his highest grade. So I gave him a 9.3 for hands and ball skills, a 9.2 for verticality slash contested catch. Uh, look, didn't get a lot of opportunities, but... 
you know, he did, he was able to catch the football a lot over the middle where, you know, there's definitely a linebacker draped over him and he was just able to body them. And he has pretty strong hands and real soft hands as well. Uh, does a good job catching the football. That is something I am not super worried about when it comes to him. Now, when it comes to him being put in situations to show off a little bit more of that verticality and contested catch like when it matters, uh, not just getting a first down, but you know, when it comes to scoring, he doesn't get those opportunities and that really hurts him a lot. Uh, for some reason, he like almost never gets targeted in the end zone, in the red zone, which is insane to me. So, and that's a, you know, quarterback issue and a scheme issue, which I'll talk about at the end after talking about his grades here. Now, when it comes to blocking, I give him a nine. He does a really good job, you know, not only manhandling some of these guys, but, you know, getting good leverage initially on a lot of good defensive players. Got to watch him in person against Cherry Creek and Pine Creek, two very good defenses here on the 5A level, and he does a good job as a blocker. You know, has pretty long arms and uh, utilizes them really well when setting that edge and when sealing off certain uh, blocks as well, certain defenders. So, really high on his blocking. I mean, uh, they also put him at the traditional tight end spot quite a bit, and that's uh, where he blocks from. And so, love to see that and so those are his highest grades so you know catching and blocking basically now his lowest grades are footwork agility and then route tree versatility um let's start with vo footwork and agility first here gave him a six of there just not a real like like he's not somebody that's gonna create a whole ton after the catch like you know put a move on somebody and then find open space or anything i mean he's somebody that's very much a spot up spot up catcher but the way regis jesuit used him really like <laughs> oh my god it's kind of foul the way they used him really highlighted his weaknesses to be honest with you then help it uh, highlight his strengths which really made me have to look at his film a couple of times over. Even watching him in person, had to watch him a couple of times over. Because originally, I was just not really high on him. But after looking at it a lot, I'm pretty sure Regis Jesuit just doesn't really know how to use him. And that hurts his film. Because when you see him catch all of these out routes, you know, some of these sprint outs they'll have with Carroll. And then they'll throw it short to uh, Andrew Metziger here. And he'll have some room to run. He's just not, like, super agile at all. And on top of that, his top-end speed isn't the greatest. Only gave him a 7.8. And his acceleration, I mean, it takes him a minute to get there. So he just doesn't really do a good job after the catch. And I think that's more of an athletic ability thing. Gave him, I mean, his field vision's an 8. So I think he sees relatively well. And on the film and watching him play in person, I think you can see that he understands where he has to go and all that. But his body physically, I mean, he's just not as athletic um, as some of the other guys on this list. And he's just not athletic in that way. And so it really kind of exposes him there. You know, just being used the way Regis uses him as somebody who gets the ball short. And 
you know, they kind of expect him to uh, go go get a bunch of yards or go get the first down, which f- physically I, I just don't think he's quite able to do, and I don't think that's the best way to use him. I think uh, when it comes to a guy like Andrew here, I mean, he's a big dude at 6'5", 235, and I think he's a spot-up, I mean, he's a spot-up catcher, really. I think uh, a comparison that he kind of reminds me of, just thinking NFL-wise, you know, not necessarily, you know, saying that he's an NFL guy, but he reminds me a bit of Cole Komet of the Bears. You know, not somebody that has a lot of wiggle to him, but he's a good spot-up guy, good blocker as well, used as a traditional tight end and all that great stuff. He reminds me more of a Cole Komet, whereas, you know, he is used as a Travis Kelsey who's really good after the catch when, in reality, he's a Cole Komet who's really stiff, you know, not the fastest dude either, you know, and so that really hurts him. Is that on him? No, not at all. That's on Regis for not knowing better and not coaching better, which is the biggest thing uh, there, which I'm going to really dig into Regis for that uh, because, like I said, I mean, it was really hard, like, kind of overlooking that. So there you go. Now, when it comes to route tree versatility, yeah, he's moved he's used in a couple ways like you know as a blocker and whatnot but it's almost exclude well it is pretty much exclusively from a traditional tight end standpoint like sometimes he's put outside uh or like in the slot but you know he's more of a blocker than anything to set up a screen that's kind of a dead giveaway with their play calling too you know um that's something that valor saw that cherry creek saw that i saw after the first game you know when they put him out there he's i mean if he catches it you know it's more of maybe short yard situation but most of the time he's gonna go ahead block for screens uh, than anything so you know if i'm able to diagnose that that could probably tell you how bad uh regis used him so there you go there but that's definitely his lowest thing i would have loved to see him split out and used as an actual wide receiver uh in red zone situations i don't know why they didn't put him in one-on-one situations with a smaller cornerback well not it doesn't matter there's nobody there's no linebacker or corner that's taller than him here in the state of colorado you know he's 6'5 or sorry yeah 6'5 235 there's nobody taller uh than him or bigger than him that can match his athleticism and i mean like i said has really good hands but they just don't use him in the red zone and it like drove me freaking crazy how much they did not use them i mean like i said watched him against cherry creek and pine creek and he just didn't get targets the targets he did get didn't really put him in a great situation because they're asking him to run a drag route or some quick hitting route where he has to be agile and like i said that's not really his strength and it only exposes him more there you know so i uh, just not great just not great scheming on Regis Jesuit's part. That's not his fault uh, there. You know, obviously he does have some limitations um, when it comes to versatility just because of his athleticism and all that. But, I mean, you know, you could play him at traditional tight end and then put him outside uh, when you hit the red zone. Uh, but they just don't do that. And I think if they did, his versatility would be at least an eight in my eyes. Cody, is that fair to say? Well, that where he's at is definitely far from where his ceiling is as far as versatility goes. They aren't even scratching the surface of everything that he's capable of. And honestly, 
CU, I feel like is getting, <laughs> maybe it's just, maybe I keep calling these steals just because of where these programs are as programs. But CU, I think is really getting a steal here with Andrew Metzger here with the upside that he has. And, you know, it, looking at some of the other places that he he got offers to and interest from and even as recently as receiving an offer from Washington State you know um I shouldn't say recently but you know getting an offer from Washington State Washington State is a team that would put him in the red zone and say good luck to whoever's across from him because you know they've been seeing you know within their region obviously not right next door but within their region you know terrence ferguson of you know oregon being an absolute mismatch granted you know terrence does a lot of things better than andrew with the ball in his hands but once in the red zone terrence ferguson has been catching touchdowns like a mad lad and you know metzger is somebody that could pose similar you know problems in the red zone matchup wise if he was used in such a way and so, you know, for him to just be bought in to see you and, you know, hold, holding it down there, I think that that is, you know, big time for CU and they just, they just have to use him properly. I mean, they're going to use him to block, which you absolutely should because of how good he is at it. But, you know, when the opportunity is knocking at the door, give him those looks to score a touchdown for you. Um, especially, you know, in, in this Pac-12 where... Metzger is just a lot bigger than a handful of these cornerbacks too. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I I think he's a really good football player. I mean, I like that he could block. Obviously, like that he catch. Honestly, when it comes to playing tight end, when just putting it in very simple terms, it's really all you need to know how to do. The rest is just athleticism and stuff like that, which I'm sure he'll be able to get up. So, there you go. Yeah, I do agree. CU, they are getting a pretty good steal with Andrew here. I mean, he's a traditional tight end, does a lot of things right. Uh, athletically, he's going to get there. He's going to adjust to the D1 level. Of, I mean, you know, everyone's an athlete on that level, obviously. And so, he's an athlete as well. But he could definitely still get better. And so, taking a red shirt and uh, maybe a year or two to do that will go a long way for him. So, there you go. But... Uh, definitely somebody that can be used in some packages early on if you um, want to forego all of that. So, so yeah. So true. He could definitely see the field pretty fast. Also, shout out to uh, Metzger here with the 3.8 GPA. That is that is very solid. Academic All-State first team. Love Academic to see weapon. So, there you go. Not Donnie Carney level, but, you know, a different kind of weapon. So, there you go. <laughs> There you, <laughs> there you go. go. I mean, he's a good football player. You know, he's a good football player when it comes to tight ends. Got to be a good football player, real versatile. Uh, just not used as well as uh, he could have been, which is disappointing. So that kind of just leads me to think that he's uh, he's a steal. So, yeah. But uh, don't have too much more to say here, do you, Cody? I mean, overall grade, you know, between – Myself and Coach V at a 78.55 here. And uh, most of that is from lack of looks, I'll say, is why he's not like a clear-cut um, 80 flat between our average. I think that's pretty fair to say, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think he's for sure a three-star talent, though. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, all right, well, there you go. That is your number three tight end here in the class of 2022. Let's move on here. We got some great uh, players to talk about. 
And the second best tight end here in the state of Colorado, at least in the class of 2023, is Josiah Steven Silva. The tight end out of Fountain Fort Carson here, standing at around 6'3", 220. This kid is a great athlete. Got to watch him play live against Golden last year in the playoffs. He did his thing there. And then obviously, uh, plenty of film to look over. You know, from his junior year, from his senior year, some good full games to look at as well. Let me just go ahead and talk about his grades here, the, all the stuff that I gave him. So, route running release gave him an 8.4. Blocking is an 8. Speed is an 8.8. .8, the fastest uh, up until now here out of all the tight ends we've talked about so far. Uh, hands, ball skills, 9.2. Footwork agility, 7. Field vision is an 8.5. Strength is an 8. Route tree versatility is a 7.5. Verticality, contested catch, 8.2. Then balanced body control is an 8.8. .8. My overall grade for him is an 82.4. I think he is firmly a 3-star guy, a D1 guy. Let's talk about his top categories, though. So, his highest rated category is hands and ball skills. Gave him a 9.2 there. Then his uh, second highest ones, it's kind of a tie here between speed and balance and body control at an 8.8. .8. Let me talk about this. So uh, hands and ball skills. He has really good hands, makes a lot of great hands, catches, you know, uh, see him catch uh, contested balls, see him. I mean, he, he does a lot. You know, the last thing I worry about is his ball skills, to be honest with you, because he's really a bigger receiver. You know, when you look at him, uh, obviously standing at 6'3", 220, he's really just a taller receiver out here, and he does a really good job. I mean, on top, on top of that, he's a great athlete for his size. I mean, 8.8 .8 speed and 8.8 .8 balance body control. I mean, he does a good job, you know, breaking a lot of tackles. When he gets the football in his hands, this guy is a guy that can make a lot happen with the ball in his hands. He doesn't need to you know, just spot up and catch, even though I'm sure he can. He is somebody that you got to get the ball in his hands, and he's going to play make. You know, you get him the ball on these short routes and whatnot. He's going to make a couple guys miss and then just burn the defense from there on. I've seen it happen live. I've seen it happen on his uh, film. I mean, he is a true tackle breaker. He is almost guaranteed to make the first guy miss, and if he doesn't make a miss, he's going to punish him by, you know, being a physical guy as well but just a great athlete altogether with really good hands i really view him as a bigger receiver that you could put him out there but you know he's not a bad blocker or anything either i gave him an eight there so there you go those are his highest ratings i think that really in, uh, uh encompasses what type of football player what type of tight end he is i mean he's a receiving tight end a possession one for sure i uh, do want to know as well he can burn some secondaries too you know, so you got to kind of put an athletic, like, you know, football player, whether it's a safety, hybrid, linebacker, corner, whatever. You got to kind of scheme for that when it comes to covering an athlete like Josiah Steven Silva out of Fountain Fort Carson, which, you know, naturally puts a lot of defenses in pressurized and difficult spots because, you know, you don't quite know what guy you can put on him because he's too tall to just put a corner on him too tall and too strong to just put a corner on him but he's faster than most linebackers you know so you gotta pick your poison with him and that's what he brings to the table here with that 
Now, his lower grades, it's not even too bad. Footwork agility is a 7. Um, I'm, this is mostly for his footwork. Then agility, I would say. His agility is pretty good at a tight end, but his footwork could get a little sloppy. You know, would like to see him tighten it up a little bit here. Uh, not anything too crazy. Like I said, this grade is mostly low because of footwork, not agility. I think he has really good agility there. So there you go there. Now, when it comes to route tree versatility, uh, I mean, you know, he's, he's lined up in a bunch of different places and whatnot. Um, so I'm not super worried about versatility. This is more of a route tree thing. Doesn't have the most complicated route tree. Does run a good number of routes and whatnot though so but just not the not as much as some other guys uh not as much as he could like he's not used like a terrence ferguson i would say who has like the complete route tree to him with a uh, josiah steven silva it still feels a little limited but part of that in my opinion is because of you know some quarterback play and not always being able to get him the ball on more complicated routes and stuff like that uh complicated routes slash ball placements you know, so you got to consider that. But I think on the next level, you'll see that be much more improved. So there you go. But that's the second rated tight end here for both of us. And those are my grades here. All together, I mean, I think he's a great athlete. He is basically a bigger receiver that does a lot. Great, you know, great uh, run after the catch ability. And uh, just a great overall athlete. He's somebody that's a mismatch, uh, a walking mismatch out there. Cody, what do you think about Josiah Steven Silva and what are your grades? Yeah, so Josiah, obviously, he's number two in our list for a reason here. He just does so many things well. And, you know, I, I could see where you're coming from on the route tree slash versatility and the limitedness on that. But I do think that he's one of the most versatile. If not, I think I actually have him graded as the most versatile player on here just because... I mean, he does run a number of routes. You know, it's not super deep. It's That's why it's not a nine. It's definitely not T-Ferg levels. Uh, poor tight ends that have to um, be judged when our first year we had the, the awesome ability to watch Terrence Ferguson. I mean, that's just tough. But, you know, I think that he runs them, but he also runs them from a variety of positions. He runs them with his hand in the dirt. He runs them from the slot. He runs them from outside. He runs them from H-back. So all of those things add up very, very fast. And, you know, having, I mean, just him having a wheel route is like, there's not really any other tight end on here that runs a wheel route, you know, on their film. He has those drags. He has those ins. He has those spots. He has those outs. He has those corners. He has posts even, like, you know, he's used in a variety of ways. And, you know, it's not I, – I, I wouldn't say it's the highest level. You don't see a lot of, like, crazy stuff. But, you know, he's he's very capable of running a lot of options. So, you know, from, from a college standpoint, I would say that, you know, he does offer – at least a little bit more knowledge or at least applied knowledge i should say uh running the route tree but that's not his highest category for me his highest category for me is his ball skills slash hands he has really sticky hands and you know he can reach up and make catches that are up high he can make catches in tight windows um and you know just has a very solid ability to make catches in very very tight windows here um, and being able to carry that ball all the way to the ground or, you know, even get up field for that, uh, that's, that's very solid here, honestly. Now, 
looking at route running slash release, he has, you know, <clears throat> I think that he understands the spacing of the field very, very well. He shows the ability to split linebackers running his routes and finding the spot green there. He's good at drifting with quarterbacks and, you know, doing a little bit improvisation there, which is, I think, route running a little bit. I think that it also ties into field vision that I have knocking at it. You know, I, I'd say this field vision's an eight uh, with the pockets that he's able to find in, in the defense, and that just got bumped up in real time there. So, you know, these are all things that he does very, very well, but his hands and ball skills, being able to adjust to the ball, uh, especially adjusting to the ball because it wasn't always on the money, um, you know, is something that he did very, very well this year and and he has sticky hands he's shown to reach up and make a grab here and there speed wise he is somebody that has burnt cornerbacks you know uh, coach v mentioned that <clears throat> he he can get past a defense and that is absolutely true and his speed is a big big part of that as well he's a very very fast athlete who can see the field make catches run a variety of routes run them pretty well he has different releases as well to beat press he's also strong enough to you know beat press in a more physical aggressive way so all of these things are things that he does really really well um, I think that does it for anything that's above an eight. The rest of these things are in the sevens here. And so, you know, I think agility slash footwork could use a little bit of work here. Honestly, I think that he looks a little clunky sometimes, uh, trying to get upfield like his hip will just swing a little bit too far outside of his frame as he tries to get upfield. And that's tough. His footwork is way, his base is too narrow when he's running with the football. So it really limits his bag as far as moves that he can pull off on guys. And he just puts himself in compromised positions, which I think is what impacts his balance slash body control. He gets foot tackled sometimes, which is not about his strength. His strength, I have rated at an 8.6. He can push someone over. He can go through a tackler if he's his body is positioned correctly. But I think that the big problem is that he's not necessarily like shoulders over his feet and, you know, running strong. He doesn't put himself in a good position to, you know, make these plays to go through defenders. In addition to that, you know, verticality slash contested catch. I haven't had a 7.6. I think that he does a good job making, you know, contested catches. I think that he can get up there, but he hasn't really shown... Once again, this is one of those things that's just kind of tough, especially once you hear about our number one guy as well as other tight ends in the past. He doesn't really moss anybody, I wouldn't say. Like, there's not one play where you're just like, oh my gosh, that cornerback can't show his face on campus anymore kind of thing. Uh, I don't really think he has that kind of capability, which is why it's at like a 7.6. I think it's good, and I think that he can make, you know, jump ball catches, but he's not going to like... He's not going to just absolutely embarrass somebody uh, per se. But that's not even his um, lowest categories here. You know, his agility slash footwork, I have rated the lowest. I have that rated at a 7. And then his blocking, I have rated at a 7.1. Once again, his base just gets way too narrow when he's blocking here. He does a really good job of blocking in space, which for you know, a spread offense is super ideal and he does a good job of blocking with screens and he has good field awareness there, but maybe not somebody that you want inside the box. Um, I think that on the next level, he's somebody that, you know, could get called for holding or, you know, his, his hands might get a little too far away from him or may not have control over like the opponent's chest pads, maybe as much as some of these other guys here. So that's why his blocking's at a 7.1. But I mean, you still do all this math. Lowest score of a 7, highest score of an 
that is a very solid football player. One that I actually ended up coming around to an 80.2 on here overall. And, you know, very easily has three stars here. Coach V, what do you think of my assessment of his game? I mean, we're, we're pretty on page that he's, you know, what you're looking for in a modern tight end as far as, you know, a wide receiver-esque tight end that can do a lot of the things that you ask him to do. But we are just a little bit different on exactly how he's able to do that. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I definitely agree. Uh, look, I, I just kind of view him more as a receiving tight end. Honestly, his blocking could use a little bit more work. I did give him an eight because he does do a good job. Uh, not at a traditional tight end spot, but, you know, out in space, which is good as well. But it never hurts. I mean, it hurts the versatility, obviously. Uh, but it never hurts, you know, being able to block as a fullback or as a traditional guy. Uh, blocking linebackers and whatnot, I think. As a bigger player, you should be able to block corners. And, uh, you know, safeties and whatnot. I think that's uh, it's kind of expected. So I see where you're coming from there. Uh, and, you know, versatility-wise, he is used quite a bit uh, in a bunch of different situations. I do think the route tree is limited. But, yeah, I mean, altogether, I still agree with you. I think he's a great athlete. I think for his size as well, you know, that's something you got to consider. He is a very, very good athlete, a top-tier athlete, and that's why... He is uh, for sure going D1. Uh, do you want to talk about his commitment and all that stuff? I would love to because I was really excited when I when I came across this. I mean, look, he he's had a, a few D1 offers here to, to Yale, to UNC, Northern Colorado, that is, to New Mexico State. And those are all cool here. But how exciting is it that Josiah Steven Silva is going to be a Chippewa at Central Michigan here. I think that this is big time, uh, obviously for Josiah and Central Michigan, but also for Colorado football uh, in general. This is this is huge, honestly. Uh, Coach V, how do you feel about that commitment? I love it. I love it at the time. I mean, he made this commitment back in the summer, and I respect this kid a lot. He's been part of a great fountain for Carson program that has put a lot of guys, um, you know, on the next level and whatnot because they've developed them so well. And so uh, Central Michigan is a fine program out there, and I think he's found a very good home that's going to utilize him in a lot of ways. They're getting an absolute weapon out there. You know, this is a guy that uh, could potentially even switch positions to receiver, and I wouldn't be surprised about that and still do a good job out there so um yeah i mean really excited for him don't know if he'll get to play right away we'll see what happens i'm sure he's gonna redshirt at least and then they'll go from there but definitely expect him to uh turn up and do his thing out there you know i mean he's a special athlete for sure so uh and deserves all these offers i i feel like if he waited a little bit which i mean you know it comes with pros and cons obviously committing before your senior year but if he did wait until after his senior year and uh, put out his film playing against a lot more 5A comp, I think he would have gotten more uh, interest and stuff because I think he's somebody that's uh, a power five, group of five type of tight end. I mean, that's what Central you know, Michigan is, obviously, but I think he could have got maybe a couple more power five offers potentially 
here. Um, you know, specifically from conferences like the Big 12, the Pac-12 that have more offensive heavy focuses. Does that feel fair to say, Cody? I mean, he's still going to a great program regardless. Yeah, I think that, you know, big. T- he definitely would be a really solid Big 12 tight end. I have no doubt about that. But, you know, I, I do like it, it looks like. You know, re- recruiting wise, uh, Central Michigan has has done everything right uh, for Josiah and has done him right. So I, I don't blame him for being ahead of the ball on that. And, you know, out of the offers that he currently has, I do like the Central Michigan commit the most. Uh, he definitely could have garnered a, maybe a little bit more of attention. I mean, you know, he, he, he has his highlights out now. So, you know, <clears throat> things can change, to be fair. Um, but, uh, you know... Uh, for the time being, uh, he does have he does have a pretty nice setup. I'd say, especially honestly, he might have the best opportunity, at least as of right now, uh, for the next level to make an impact on on the college scene out of this class of tight ends. That is, yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. So uh, there you go. That's just size Steven Silva. Definitely will be missed. He's played some great football here in Colorado. But, uh, Cody, before we go to our number one tight end, do you mind if I talk about some honorable mentions here? No, I do not. All right, so we have a couple guys who barely just missed the cut. Simon Kibbe out of Grandview is one. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about him here. Look, he is somebody who, first off, is the tallest guy that we've considered at 6'8", 235, and he moves pretty well. For his size, could he move better? Yeah, for sure. You know, but I think he's just a really raw prospect that I don't think Grandview knew exactly how to use either, which kind of hurts him. But even then, I still feel like he's raw. There are some things that I think as an athlete you could still work on, like his agility and whatnot. Uh, That's a big thing when it comes to him uh and his footwork he's a little clunky when running his he's really clunky honestly when running his routes and so he barely just missed the cut for us but was definitely in consideration now his upside is a lot you know i think he has d1 upside for sure here and we'll see what happens there but he is a project player for sure you know, and so somebody that, you know, can go to a D1, but he's not going to be able to play right away. I think he at least needs two or three years to really get him to where you want him to be. And on top of that, just depending on what offense or scheme you run, you know, that could affect how much time it takes for him to actually play. And so um, there you go. That's just what we think about him there. Another guy here. AJ Folk out of Durango as of right now just doesn't have a whole lot of film out there not a whole lot of highlights to look at and as far as games to watch not a lot of games to look at look at here uh, plus he's down in Durango so we weren't able to watch him play live at all which sucks but I am going to acknowledge that uh, we all, well both of us are going to acknowledge that he's a really good athlete at 6'2", 230 carries his weight really well um, and he could be a Delaney Walker type, you know, just with the way he's a good blocker and uh, he catches the ball. I mean, he does a good job after the catch and whatnot, you know. And so I think the biggest issue there is just that we just don't have access to a lot of film. But if we did, I personally feel like he's at least an FCS guy, 
You know, he's somebody that could be used as an H-back fullback for sure here. Um, maybe fill Kyle's use check role for a lot of teams and whatnot, more so than tight end potentially. So there you go. Those are the two biggest, I guess, prospects that barely just missed out here for, you know, different reasons. Now, some other guys do want to talk about Josiah Cornwell out of Florence, uh, 6'4", 220. He's a good athlete, solid athlete. He barely just missed out. We also have like a lot of players like Will Adams, J Jerry Lydiot, Jaden Williams, Will Adams, by the way, from Columbine, Lydiot from Pine Creek, Williams from Lutheran. I'm also going to throw out there Ethan Bird from uh, Littleton as well. I mean, all guys who are listed at tight end, but I feel like they're just better defensive players on the next level. And so we didn't really consider them that much at tight end. Plus, on top of that, I mean, they just didn't get a lot of opportunities to catch the ball outside of uh, or really play football at tight end outside of blocking. So there you go there. Cody, do you have anything else you want to add on here about these honorable mentions? Anybody else you want to mention here? I mean, we took a we took a small look at Alex Turpin, who had a solid season at Mountain Vista, and you know, Coach V even got to see him live. So that's something to to kind of bring up there. AJ Folk, I mean, he has really really high upside here. I I really like what you could potentially do with him at the tight end spot. Maybe just not in the best system to succeed, and uh, maybe not the most educated on film prep and getting it out there. But, you know, uh, AJ Folk, solid option, like Coach V said. Uh, Josiah Cornwell out of Florence. He he impressed. He did a lot for that Florence squad uh, in their in their pretty solid season here, their first season in 2A. And then Kibby, I mean, gosh, his potential is so high, but he does have some serious work to do there. But, I mean, just like anybody, you see six foot eight, and he's heavier than 235. I feel like he's probably closer to 240, if not 245 pounds. Because he's just huge. It's like, who the heck is going to cover this guy by themselves? No one is the answer. But he's he has a lot of things to iron out here. But somebody who maybe doesn't have as much to iron out here is our number one tight end. Coach V, do you mind if I introduce him? Yeah, go for it. Our number one tight end of the class of 2023, basically keeping on brand for the third year in a row on how important receiving tight ends could be when they are dominant, is Rock Canyon's DeAndre Horn here. Shout out to TFG for really putting us onto this guy and, you know, making sure that we keep our ear to the ground as far as what he's able to accomplish. I'll start with the weaknesses here. Um, and then build my way up or the areas of improvement my apologies because there are a lot of not i don't know if i've any given ever given any prospect this many nines honestly but i digress as far as areas of improvement i think that his blocking partially comes from a place of you know what he's being asked to do he's not really being asked to do anything crazy it's a lot of down blocking it's a lot of double teams and, you know, sometimes his hands can slip outside. So I just gave it a 6.6. .6. He does have pancakes recorded. So, you know, take from that what you will. He's strong. He's, I mean, he's powerful. So, you know, he's got that going for him as a blocker. Uh, just maybe needs some technique stuff and different opportunities to work on that. Maybe. But if you're honestly using him to block a whole lot, you're probably using him wrong. 
And then the other thing is route tree slash versatility. Now, this is at a 6.8. And the reason why this is such a difficult category to grade, and Coach V and I talked about it, is because, look, versatility-wise, he returns punts. He takes handoffs. He lands up with his hand in the dirt. He lines up split out. Sometimes he's in the slot. That's cool and all, but route tree-wise, he basically runs goes and hitches not anything more that's not on him because we've seen in tfg he's capable of doing other things but he just does not get that opportunity in pads with the rock canyon offense that uh you know is as complex as a rock potentially but moving forward here uh his next highest category is route running slash release i have a 7.8 look you can only do so much with route running when there's such a limited sample size of routes but he shows complex releases he shows stutters he shows moves he shows good jabs he gets off the line he can beat press he's just he's honestly probably too strong for most cornerbacks to press like you got to be a freak to be able to to press this guy with how strong he is and then you know Route running wise, he he's good at throwing in like a little stu stu stutter there, and you know freezing the defender who's afraid of getting beat deep, and then getting beat deep anyways. Um, so you know he's got that going for him. Continuing to climb up this ladder, I just talked about how strong he is, both in the pa in the run game where he has pancakes, and in the pass game where you can't really jam him. I have a strength at an eight point two. He is you know just very arm strength solid there. My, my dude benches players on the field, so I'm not really worried about it. It's definitely three-star quality at least. And this is where we start to sniff the four-star kind of capabilities here. Agility slash footwork, 8.7. He moves very, very well, especially for his size at like 6'4", 220 pounds. And, you know, his, his ability to kind of go back across the field, you could see that in his return game more than anything, that he is a very solid, agile player. Um, sometimes his base footwork wise can get a little tight, but you know, that's not the worst. And then definitive four star stuff, balance slash body control, 8.9. He's very good at changing, you know, uh, direction, but also he's very hard to bring down here. And, you know, I think that that's from understanding leverage and he leverages so, so well, even when he's disadvantaged leverage wise, he still wins the leverage game, being able to contort his body, make circus catches, be able to legitimately moss people while someone is on his back at the same time. Like it's his ability to control his limbs, you know, on like individually and like the autonomy that he shows uh, running routes and going up for the football is just very, very impressive while also having, you know, that capability to get that toe down in bounds or drag that foot. I think that that speaks to his body control and his awareness. And then everything from here is a nine or above hand slash ball skills, 9.1. He makes incredible grabs. His hands are insanely strong. He can adjust to the ball incredibly well in order to put himself in a position to catch it. Verticality slash contested catch. Oh, Oh, there's this one play on his film. Double covered. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. DeAndre Horn scores a touchdown. And then the quarterback just throws it up and says, I bet. And Horn says, I got you. And comes down with a ridiculous catch in double coverage. And he's double covered quite a bit. So he has to make a lot of these really tough catches here. Speed, 9.4. 
that that's he's so fast i i won't take everything here i want to make sure i'll let simon talk about his speed because i know he was raving about it here but he's easily the fastest guy on this list and then field vision 9.5 i don't know if i can name another tight end who has a punt return for a touchdown i i really don't know if i can but deandre horn is one of those guys here he was their return guy uh for a lot of punts this year and he was somebody who was a threat to take it back every single time here and you know uh specifically and it was specifically this year he hadn't done it before but he had 19 punt returns for like 340 yards so including a long of 81 he had two punt returns four touchdowns this year one against my alma mater arapaho where he is just clowning this entire defense weaving in and out of lanes created by his blockers and showing his ability to make cuts and find spots on the field while also you know this year he did get some opportunities to um to run the football as well uh to varying success but he had opportunities to run the football and with the tight end sweeps that he was given you know i'd say that he hit the hole just fine coach v what do you have to say about this incredibly gifted receiver at tight end whose ceiling seems limitless? Yeah, well, here, let me go ahead and talk about all my grades here real quick. Route running release gave him an 8.8. Blocking is a 7.9. Speed is a 9.2. I am really confident in that. Hands ball skills, 9.3. Footwork agility, 8.6. Field vision, 9.2. Strength, 8.3. Route tree versatility, uh, a 6. So there you go. Verticality contested catch 9.2. Balance body control 9. Overall grade is an 85.5 here. He is definitely a 3-star borderline 4-star to be honest with you. But playing in the system he played in really hurt him. And they severely underutilized him. But I'll talk about that later. Let me go ahead and talk about the things he does well. So uh, I have 3 grades at a 9.2. That is speed field vision and verticality contested catch let me start with contested catch here there are not there's nobody in the state in my opinion that could guard him one-on-one -on -one. just gonna be honest with you there at least no corners uh no, definitely no linebackers i would say that could really cover him one-on-one -on -one. i mean when it comes to just out i guess physical no that's not a word out bodying uh, guys i mean he does a really good job you know, if it's one-on-one, -on -one, he's going to come down with the football. He has really strong hands, does a good job getting leverage, does all the right things here when it comes down to that. And, you know, in the position he was in with Rock Canyon, they really only went to him when they needed to get bailed out, and he bailed them out pretty much 100% of the time. You know, and that means basically they just throw it up there and tell him to get it, and he would go do it. And it sounds easier said than done, but... You know, for him to do it on a consistent basis is definitely super impressive there. That's why it's a 9.2. Haven't seen many guys with the ability to make uh, contested catches like DeAndre Horn here. Terrence Ferguson obviously is always going to be number one when it comes to being contested. Uh, a contested catcher, you know, being a top tier contested catcher. But DeAndre Horn, in my eyes, is right behind him when it comes to tight ends. We've uh, evaluated all time. So there you go there. Now, 
uh, hands, ball skills, that's obviously roped in there. Gave him a 9.3 for a reason. Really doesn't drop many passes at all. And I don't think he will. Catches from a bunch of different angles. Um, catches as good as any receiver in the state i think if he was used as a receiver in another program you know he would definitely be i mean well he would have been number one at tight end but it, he probably would have classified more as a receiver and he'd uh, potentially have the best hands in the receiver group this year and really any other year you know just really reliable hands here now speed here i mean his athleticism is off the charts he's a strong dude uh, his blocking is really low here most mostly for skills like you said cody more than anything but he has a great blend of speed and strength here but this speed is very special i mean we've seen him run uh, for tfg obviously catching passes for them and all that stuff and he could get it. he could get it like he could get at it you know like if it comes down to a foot race there aren't many guys that are just going to beat him, to be honest with you. We've seen him be a true deep threat uh, with a team full gorilla and be somebody that not only could finish the catch, but could burn a lot of dudes as well if they're not paying attention. So there you go there. Then last but not least here, field vision. I mean, he sees the field very well. There's a reason why they put him at punt return and kick return, even though he is a tight end. It's because he sees the field better than anybody else on that team who have plenty of talented guys on that squad too. So it's not like they're just working with a nobody and he's their only option. He sees the field extremely well there. Uh, like a receiver, you know, better than some receivers, a lot of receivers, honestly. So there you go. Now his lowest grades, uh, 7.9 for blocking and 6 for route tree versatility. Let me talk about blocking just real quick. Once again, I think he could do a better job getting leverage and whatnot. Uh, he's used a little bit as a traditional tight end, more so than I'd like, which isn't really how he should be used. So that kind of hurts him there. Uh, but he could definitely improve on his leverage and, you know, regaining leverage too, making sure that he's not holding and what and stuff like that. On top of that, I would like to see how he would do against corners and safeties, but uh, I'm, that's just kind of nitpicking there. I'm not super concerned about that. So 7.9, potentially even an 8 here. Uh, definitely could use some work. I mean, that's that's just something he could continue to work on there. Now, route tree and versatility is a 6 and that's because of Rock Canyon system and not really on him at all. I mean, uh, Routry, we've seen him run uh, basically the entire Routry with Team Full Gorilla, but not in pads. And I think that really matters when you're an evaluator and whatnot. And if you're considering bringing him on, I mean, you know, you, you see the 7-on-7 seven -seven stuff. That goes a long way for him. But uh, in pads, they just really don't. Rock Canyon just doesn't throw the ball and they don't run complicated passing concepts and for those reasons is why they are not only underutilizing DeAndre Horn but they're underutilizing their team as a whole and as an offense so there you go um, I'm not even going mince words there they just don't do a good job getting the most out of everybody on that team and I truly believe that. And that was the case with DeAndre Horn. And even then, he is still our number one tight end. So that should tell you a lot 
about that program and whatnot. So there you go. Now, um, and that's just route tree stuff. Versatility. I mean, they use them in a lot of different way, a lot of different ways. As a returner, as a receiver, obviously as a blocker, he even got the got to run the ball and did a good job there. There are some plays where he broke off, and honestly, I really like him uh, running the football. Don't know why they didn't give him more carries and whatnot. He should have at least had 100 to 150 carries this season if you wanted to run the ball and utilize him, but they didn't. So there you go there. Uh, and that's just kind of a missed opportunity because he's a great athlete and a big dude at 6'4", 220, who could break a lot of tackles. But, yeah, I don't know. So, there you go. Uh, that is not on him at all. I think on the next level, someone will use him and have an absolute steal with this kid. I mean, he is extremely talented and just a physical specimen as well does a lot of good things here as a receiver um and as a tight end so um yeah i mean that's deandre horn and in my opinion uh by the way my overall grade like i said is an 85.5 and in my opinion he's a power five tight end through and through he could fit in a lot of systems i don't think it's like too much of a hassle to teach him to be a cleaner blocker and whatnot. I think he could do that. On top of that, I think he could put on more weight and still be faster than most dudes uh, on the next level. But uh, Cody, do you want to talk about his offers? And uh, well, what do you think about my evaluation of DeAndre Horn? I think that we're on the same page here as far as the frustrations with his game have less to do with his game and more to do with uh, the position that he's been put in. But, I mean, we have nines in a lot of the same places. We have, you know, eights in a lot of the same places. And we agree that his two lowest graded categories are the same. Obviously, we have different grades there. But, you know, I think that his blocking is pretty irrelevant. And, um, you know, if you're using him as a blocking tight end, you're misusing him. And, you know, he he's somebody who has bailed out his quarterback a lot so you know that is the reason why you know his verticality and his hands are so strong and I agree that he has some of the strongest hands that we've seen as far as evaluating receivers and tight ends in this state he's very just powerful uh in that sense as well so but you know he does have a few d1 offers here and uh, in the order that he's received them is how I have them right now. Uh, he received his first D1 offer from uh, Eastern Illinois. Then he received his first FBS offer from Marshall, then Northern Colorado, and most recently NAU here. I think that, gosh, he, I, I obviously want to root for, you know, UNC here to, to land him. But I really think he could do better than that. I think he could do better than NAU. I think that, you know, considering the exposure that he's going to... I mean, he's going to make noise no matter where he is. Um, but I, I do think that, you know, maybe playing for Marshall would be a pretty sweet move for him. And maybe the one where he could at least potentially get the biggest spotlight. Because he's somebody who I think has you know, that next, next level potential upside here. Um, what do you think of these offers here? 
and are there some other schools that you think should come a knocking here for well obviously there are schools that should come a knocking but any scheme wise where you think that he could really excel i mean i look at what terrence ferguson has done in oregon and wonder maybe deandre horn could also succeed as a duck or something along those lines yeah no i definitely agree i think he's an fbs guy uh fcs offers those are cool and whatnot uh you know you're still if as long as you're a whole college education is getting paid for that's what matters but obviously you got to know your worth and deandre horn's worth is that he's an fbs guy in my eyes i don't really see him as an fcs guy honestly i don't really see him as a group of five guy either i think he's a power five dude you know i look at a lot of these teams uh let's go to the pac 12 here i mean let's look at cu's roster do they have a tight end as athletic as deandre horn the answer is no I know they have Eric Olson on there. That's no, you know, shot at him. Um, but DeAndre Horn's faster than him. I think that is extremely fair to say here, even though Eric Olson's more traditional tight end. Maybe that's not the best fit, but, you know, who knows? It depends who CU hires here uh, and whatnot. But I just look at CU's roster, and I just don't see a tight end that could be better than him or at least more athletic than him. You know, I think... Uh, a team like UCLA in Chip Kelly in Chip Kelly's system, I think that would make a lot of sense for him. You know, I look at uh, Oregon State. I mean, I, do they really have a tight end that's better than DeAndre Horn? I don't think so. If not, they'd be better. You know, Washington State uh, obviously offered Josiah Steven Silva. Maybe they could get a DeAndre Horn. I mean, I'm just looking at all these teams in the Pac-12, and I'm like, I feel like he would fit in with a lot of these squads and have a similar impact as a Terrence Ferguson. Now, obviously, I don't think he is a better prospect than Terrence Ferguson, at least right now coming out of high school, and that is definitely something that is hurting him right now and i mean i'm gonna blame rock canyon they didn't utilize him as well and that's definitely hurting his recruitment because you know everyone loves 7v7 and that's great we have obviously have a lot of respect for it but when it comes down to it on the college level college coaches value film and pads you know your work in pads your best work in pads and i think Rock Canyon running the system they did, not giving him as many opportunities as they could, even though they, you know, made him kick return and all that stuff, uh, is really hurting his recruitment right now. Now, who knows, maybe in a month, a whole bunch of teams come through and offer him, and he has more options than the ones we just listed. I think that could definitely happen as well, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I just think he is way too talented to uh settle and if he wants to go juco i think he'll succeed right away obviously go to a juco that's going to use you uh to the best of your ability you know don't go to a juco that's going to use you as more of a traditional tight end than uh you know one that might run the spread a little bit more so there you go uh cody what do you think about all of that i feel like that is really fair to say and i just think looking at this kid i mean he's one of the best tight end prospects in the last couple years Absolutely, but like you said, that film and pads is important. It didn't put him in the best spot. I mean, you even look at last year, look at Jade Arroyo here, and I mean, he was given lots of looks and lots of opportunities. He was given the ability to show that he can run an expansive route tree and that his route running was fantastic. And, you know, that that makes such a huge difference. And, you know, just stay tuned 
for whenever we do our culture series. We will have more and more to say about it. You know, as we go through these lists and as we talk about wide receivers and as we talk about passing game in Colorado, how, you know, it has evolved in the past couple of years, but how it still has a long way to go. And DeAndre Horn is such a good example of that, just with the opportunities that he wasn't quite given here. But, I mean, like I said, I think that his ceiling is unlimited due, due to his physicality. He makes great catches in tight spaces. He's an elite vertical and jump ball guy. He bails out QBs. You know, it, his blocking is okay, but it doesn't have to be crazy. Um, and But see, being able to work on his route tree in pads would go a long way here. But, I mean, speed, returning, vision, catching, vertical. And, you know, I think he's, he's just trapped in a system in high school, but he's a gifted D1 playmaker that fits the mold of a modern tight end that is big, fast, and a headache for defensive coordinators. Absolutely agreed and more. So there you go. Not really too much more to say here. Uh, let's just go ahead and review our top five tight ends once again here. So at number five is Grand Junction Central's Cash Walker here. At number four... My bad. My thing was out of order here. At number four is Green Mountain's Donnie Carney. At number three is Regis, Je Regis Jesuits, Andrew Metziger. Uh, at number two is Josiah Steven Silva out of Fountain for Carson. And then at number one, your number one tight end here in the class of 2023 is Rock Canyon's DeAndre Horn. Uh, great group of tight ends. I feel like this is always a really underrated group here. Colorado always puts out good groups. Last year was a little bit of a down year, but this year you kind of saw a little bit of a bounce back. Right, Cody? Absolutely. I mean, we were spoiled our first year, uh, you know, with Ter Terrence Ferguson, Gunnar Helm, as, where, as well, Eric Olsen. You know, we, we were spoiled that first year um, as Colorado was like state for tight ends that year is the at least as far as having guys in you know that top 100 and whatnot last year a little bit of a dip but definitely guys who had you know next level upside a lot of d2 guys who were big and strong maybe just not as fast and then you know jade arroyo um who did end up having to transfer after the whole uh csu thing but you know uh still was a good talent there at least at the top end but this year a lot more consistent, especially up here at the top. I mean, you look at our top four, and it's like Horn and Steven Silva, you know, more modern tight ends, receiver-leaning tight ends. And then, you know, Donnie Carney and Metzger here, Andrew Metzger here, both being, you know, kind of traditional tight ends, but really good uh, traditional tight ends who can really block. So I think that the versatility and the spread here of these tight ends was really, really fun and intriguing to kind of break down and get a tons of different looks. Um, it, and I think that, you know, all these guys outside of maybe Steven Silva, uh, definitely a little handcuffed by their schemes and uh, maybe underutilized. But regardless, still put on to get looks on the D1 levels for uh, for all these guys and still enough to put on and end up in this top five, top 2023 senior list here. And yeah, I'm just going to repeat what you said. Five, Cash Walker. Four, Donnie Carney. Three, Andrew Metzger. Two, Stevens Silva. And then number one, DeAndre Horn. Yes, so... 
There you go. But uh, thank you so much for rocking with us. If you want to stay up to date on everything Playmakers Corner, go ahead and show some love on social media. Follow us, all that great stuff. Uh, at Playmakers Corner on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all of that. Uh, um, what am I? What am I trying to say here? On TikTok, we'll be posting highlights of some of these players so you could see them in action. So go ahead and tune in there. Uh, also, just a lot of great content there. And then uh, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel and Twitch as well. Uh, our podcast episodes are dropping on youtube so if you want to listen to that i know some people prefer that than you know apple Podcasts or spotify go ahead and do that so boom there you go we also upload youtube shorts uh all the same tiktoks that we put on tiktok we or at least most of them not maybe not all of them but at least most of them we put on youtube shorts so there you go and Twitch will definitely be doing some live streams here soon. Probably not this month, but next year um, for sure. So, yeah, I don't think there is too much more to add on. Keep tuning into these. Uh, I know at this point we are basically just releasing these on Fridays. These are the only episodes coming out. So, there you go. But keep tuning in. You know, we got a lot of episodes uh, to look forward to for top five senior tight ends and or sorry, not just tight ends, but top five senior players here in Colorado and a lot of great athletes that we want to spotlight and talk about and evaluate uh, just like this. So, uh, yeah, Cody, anything else to add on um, or say? Thanks for rocking with us and stay tuned. Cody Stoffer signing Boom. off. Boom. Peace.